This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? So welcome to a very special episode of Puck Bunnies, where there's sirens going outside my house. I am I'm about to be arrested. Uh, wow. Wait, that they're... sounds like a like a um after school special Puck Bunnies. I know this is like they're like finally locking me up for what we did this weekend. But this is a very special episode of Puck Bunnies because Audrey isn't here because she has fired herself from the podcast. Just kidding. Trick or treat. It's Halloween. Uh, Audrey is moving. She is finally moving into her new place. So she is not available but i have special puck bunnies roving correspondent sarah Sivian. say hi hello everybody nice to once again meet um so sarah was on our podcast last year smash hit sensation and is uh responsible for many people thinking that we are actually a carolina hurricanes podcast because sarah is the beat reporter for the nhl team the carolina hurricanes uh you cannot spoonerize that one at all sarah do you have anything you'd like to share about your job right now did you sign any contracts i did I did. Somebody told me after I tweeted that that I should have had one of the players do it. And I'm like, damn, like, what if Sebastian Ajo tweeted that I got my contract? Do you think he would? No. I think, like, no. (laughs) I'd be like, I think who would do it on the Canes? Um, Would Brett Pesci do it? Would Brett Brett Pesci's dad? Yeah. Now that would be very cool. So the the Hurricanes are very lucky to have Sarah on their on their tail for the next two years. And so this week, uh, we wanted to do just a little like hit with Sarah, where we talk about. I'm not gonna hit you, Sarah, but just just some I, just some hits with Sarah. Without Audrey here, like all of my worst impulses are taking over, and I'm just gonna make puns the whole time. That was basically our weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so we uh so how do you want to do this do you want to talk about your job first or do you want to talk about um our life-changing bachelor date that we had let's warm up with my job okay we'll warm up with your, with your job so sarah how's it going queen oh it's going great you know just in, starting another season i also just moved the canes are on fire uh andre spachnikov is doing once in a lifetime things and but no 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 no, no. sarah 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 up. this is not the format of our show i want you to tell me how your brain is doing right now oh, please tell um, me about the personal crises that you're that you're currently undergoing that's that's how we start out the show <laughs> um i could just use several more serotonins right now um, to be honest with you okay i'll try to venmo you some <laughs> How much better would the world be if you could just Venmo your brain chemicals to each other? Oh my god, like, if I can help somebody out when I'm feeling really happy, I would love to do that. There is this one tweet that I think about daily. Yeah, Venmo some titty. Yeah, I wish I wish constantly that I could Venmo some titty, because I have, you know, like... Me too. There's too much going on down there for both of us. I guess up there. So what is it like? So for the last year was your first season, like not only being like a traveling beat reporter, I believe, but also working with uh, the Canes. What is it like to go back to that for a second year? Is it any different? Well, it's like freshman year of high school versus sophomore year of high school. It's like you come back and you're like, I'm not the freshman anymore. I can, uh, the people at the front desk know who I am and will wave me in and like, talk to me. It's just nice. It's nice to like know people and like to come back and know that I don't have to start. I It was so exciting starting fresh, but it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't have to move across the country again. Like I can, uh, that's pretty tight. Like, like, hi, how's your summer, everybody? Like it's just trying to take the next step. But that obviously means like you got to step it up 
with your reporting at the same time. So it's not all like sunshine and rainbows and easy anymore. Not that it ever was. (laughs) Now I got to try to do something cooler. I feel like that would probably be the hardest part of sort of covering sports and especially being a beat reporter like you are. And like, you're the only one, I believe, for The Athletic. Or are you the only reporter who travels with them, period? Yes. Well, there's a web reporter, but obviously that's different. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're the only ones that travel. I would feel a lot of pressure just because like, okay, the first year it's like a mulligan and they're just going to be nice to me since I'm the new girl. But now it's like you have something to prove and that's scary, but also like a fun challenge. Yes. No. Yes. And no. It's like I go back and I'm obviously constantly stressed out, but that's part like that's what keeps me going. And that's just how I am by default. But um, they weren't just going to be nice to me because I'm the new girl. Like I they would be nice to me, but not they didn't know what I was about. Like maybe if I tweeted something stupid, they'd be like, what the hell? But now it's it's just Sarah doing stupid. like Hayden Fleury um, when he got his first NHL goal the day before um, he became the longest tenured NHLer to not have scored a goal. Oh, my so God. I tweeted that. I tweet, yeah, I tweeted that and we had been talking, we talked about it the next, we were talking about his goal um, the next day because he obviously scored the next day and he's, we're like, what, how'd that happen? He was like, well, I saw Sarah Siv's tweet that um, I was the longest tenured NHLer, but that is like, I, he knew I was kidding. Like, I know he's kidding. And it, last year, if he said something like that to me and be like, oh my God, like this is the end of the world. And I like, had to delete my account. Like, wow, what a bitch. Everybody knows, I think at this point that like, I don't have to love you. You don't have to love me, but like, I'm not out to get anybody. So, like, part of my experience on Twitter is just saying shit and, like, pretending that no one will ever read it. And the more I'm on Twitter, the more I realize that that it's not true. They will fucking find your stuff. And so, like, to be in your position and, like, tweeting, like, you're supposed to. And then knowing that they're going to read it. I I don't know. That's, That's, like, fun and also scary at the same time. Yeah, no, I mean, it's obviously something I never thought about. Like, it's not like the Bruins were reading my tweets when I was just some random girl. But now I'm like the athletic reporter. So that's kind of been one of the most challenging things, like the balance between, okay, I'm going to say how I feel about this game. But like, at the same time, I'm probably I'm going out of my way not to single anybody out unless they're really bad. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's just, it's in the moment in your reaction. And like every second of a game feels like the end of the world live. And then you look back an hour later, and you're like, um, it didn't really, I wasn't necessarily have to say that. Right. So the first period of last game, I think I tweeted, I have something mean to say, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> and then I didn't say it. And then like the game of the goal of a lifetime happened. So it's like, yeah, sometimes you have to learn to shut up. But sometimes you also have to learn that these people get paid millions of dollars. They're going to be criticized. And it's my job to criticize them. And I think the strength of second year in, it's like, I can understand we understand each other better and like they know what my job is and what I have to do. And if there's a problem, I can always, I feel comfortable kind of hashing it out. Whereas last season, I'd just be like, well, they're never going to talk to me again. But I think that's something people that like, people that are fans on Twitter don't really understand what it's like when, yeah, it's like, I love obviously tweeting and like watching the game with the fans. Like that's my thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I love. But at the same time, I have to answer to people after that. It's like balancing on a knife's edge. I feel that you have brought in a ton of fans to the Carolina Hurricanes who like wouldn't ordinarily care about a team that's not like a major market and is like a Southern hockey team. And like, because you do the live game kind of analysis that you do, I think that's really appealing to a lot of people. And that's that's the kind of stuff that people want to see. But like you said, you have to balance it out with the fact that Coach Rod is going to be reading your shit. I don't think Rod reads anything. Okay, yeah. It's just like there's so many young guys on the team. Right. It's like, and then there's a language barrier. I mean, there's only been like a few things where I'm like, there are a few things that I shouldn't have tweeted. Then you live and you learn, but it's all forgotten. Mm -hmm. As long as you're like willing to talk it out with people. I don't know. I just never realized what it was actually like until I did it. Right. And like, you also have the work to back it up. I I would hope so. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I've read a a few of your articles and uh, they, they all look pretty good. I think a fun thing for you to do would be to try to learn Finnish? I've been trying. You have? It's Yeah, it's just one of those things that keeps falling through. It's like, I have a list of stories. Me and my editor, it's like the wall of shame. It's like all these things that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then Spetch will score the lacrosse goal or like, yeah. just didn't hit right. We're going down the list. We're, fi- we're trying our hardest. I was stressed out about it. And now I'm just like, no, I'm gonna, I think the Finnish story is something I'm working on for the, the near future. So everybody look out for that. I would love to hear you say, like, how do I get to the library and finish? Because I feel like that's, like, always the stock phrase that you do. Yeah. I know how to say how to get to the biblioteca. 
Donde la biblioteca or whatever. <laughs> I am really looking forward to you getting to all of your like dream board or your or your board of shame, whichever my mood board. The mood, <laughs> the mood board. All right, so some of our lovely listeners actually have some questions for us. Oh, let's go. Okay, so the first text is wondering when Svetch is going to be exposed as a SoundCloud beat maker called something like Russian Trap Lord 69. And I guess this isn't really a question, but like, can you see this? Can you see him being like a secret SoundCloud rapper? No. No. He doesn't have the temperament. <laughs> no, no, no. He's, um, he's just a sweet guy. I don't think he would like be a rapper. I don't know how to, pre- I don't know how to explain this, but like, he's like a little smiling face. I don't know. Like I can't picture him spitting bars. He likes Kanye though. He likes Kanye. Okay. How we should ask him, uh, how we liked Jesus is King or whatever. Yeah. I'll go off. <laughs> Those pictures of him with the cat. Oh my God. I know. It was a really intense experience for me. Like looking at that. There's one where, like, the cat is very obviously shoving his nail, like, into his neck. And he's, like, making a really great face. And I don't know. They're very important to me. Hey, bunnies. Mike here again. What's the official Puck Bunnies podcast line on hard cold brew? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it dangerous? Is it a pretender drink trying to usurp White Claw's title as the hot new drink of 2019? And also, what NHLer best embodies the chaotic energy of hard cold brew? Is it Brad Marchant? I think it might be Brad Marchant, but I might be wrong. I'll take my answer off the air. Keep up the good work. Uh, I Have you had hard cold brew before? I've never even heard of this, and I am disgusted. So PBR made like a, like a, basically a canned coffee. Ew. I know. And I'm just like, that's like a really shitty Four loco. Just drink a glass of wine and then drink coffee and then like you don't have to feel like a like an adult (laughs) yeah exactly like do what we all do i feel like that's like thing that people do in fancy restaurants they have like a really tiny glass of port and then they have some coffee i don't know i've never been to a nice restaurant in my whole life they won't let me in (laughs) they took one they take one look at me and they're like this bitch is not allowed to to enter the premises well this is how the italians live we take we have coffee for dessert and we'll also have sambuca might even put sambuca in our coffee i would say the official puck bunnies line on hard cold brew is no absolutely not no they're all i think everyone is just trying to like have the next gimmick because white claw did so well but that is not a gimmick that is forever (laughs) who else whom among us takes our loyal people to kansas I, I feel like I'm just like running through these because I want to talk about Kansas so bad. I know, I know, but I'm warming up with a white glass. Oh, oh, what flave? Lime. I just wanted to get rid of it. Oh god, I hate. I, that's what I do with the lime ones too. It's like I drink them as like actual quenching my thirst, and I'm like, that's bad. Yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of lime, we got a text about it. So this one says, "Hello, puck bunnies. What is the best white claw flavor, and why is it lime?" You need Jesus. (laughs) Also, do actual humans drink plain White Claw, or are they only organisms masquerading as humans? Love the show. (laughs) It's Mark Zuckerberg. Oh (laughs) my! Plain White Claw. He probably would. That's so. That is on point. Sidney Crosby drinks plain White Claw. White Claw. Am I okay? Uh, Okay, I actually. This is a brilliant idea. Imagining which player would drink which flavor trying to like align them who's gonna drink a pure who would drink the cherry one i don't know because they all just i feel like they all have such different vibes different vibes i mean both of our official flavor official flavors that we told white claw and they did provide it to us was our mango like is your favorite flavor is mango right me yeah Yeah, yeah. oh yeah um we had to sign the thing and it was like here you're legally allowed to do this we have to sign that here's your id also what's your favorite flavor of white claw I was like, what the hell are we getting ourselves into? <laughs> well, so sidebar about, like, the documents that we had to sign. Um, I, so the only <laughs> thing that Sarah told the uh, people at White Claw, like, she was supposed to, we were all, we were supposed to sign, like, an affidavit and, like, a release and a bunch of forms. And I did because I have access to her printer. But Sarah is our, our roving correspondent. So she didn't. And all she sent was her favorite flavor of White Claw. No, no, no other documentation. I was so scared we weren't going to be able to go, but I was in LA. I'm like running around the Staples Center. Like, does anybody have a fax machine or whatever the hell I needed to like go to the White Claw party? I can't be running around the Staples Center doing this. I know. It was just like a like a teen movie plot. Ah, I can't go to the White Claw party unless I find a uh... pilgrimage. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I think we have one more text. 
wondering, is White Claw really the best hard seltzer brand? It's more expensive and it is so limited in its flavors. Uh-oh. Smirnoff has so many more flavors. My favorite is berry lemonade, but I also like pina colada. This is a fucked up text. She's saying that like we should be icing ourselves versus white clawing ourselves. Have you ever been iced? I have. And um, during the playoffs, the Finnish reporters were there and they genuinely, unironically loved Smirnoff ice. That rocks. Yeah, no, they lo- they are sipping Smirnoff ice. I tried to ice one of them and he was like, thanks for the drink. I'm like, you have to get down on your knee and chug it. He's like, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea what that They unironically love Smirnoff ice there. I'm going to have to ask Aho if he likes Smirnoff. Every day I walk up to Aho and I'm like, do they do this in Finland? Do they do that? He's like, um, why are you here? Like, he's probably like, what the hell? <laughs> I, today I was like, is there Halloween? He was like, yeah, but we don't trick or treat. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Aho. That's my question for the day. I would love to ask him what kind of like fucked up holidays they have over there because I'm sure they have some. They don't trick or treat yes. on Halloween, but there's like one night where they all dress up and then like go do crimes or something. Like Nordic yeah, countries, something. they have a purge. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. That would make their whole like social model really cohesive if they could just do a purge every year. I guess. You know what I found about out about Finland that I absolutely love. Hit me. They tax people by how much money they make. So it's like a lot of uh, NHL players drive fast and get speeding tickets and they end up being like thousands of dollars. <laughs> One of the Finnish reporters has like a running list of who of the Finnish hockey players has the most speeding ticket costs and it's been like $44,000. That is fucking incredible. And I would love to see that list. I know, I know, I need to find it. Who do you think would have them? I'm trying to think of, I guess there's so many. I forget, it was somebody famous. I forget who though. I cannot get the image out of my head of three perfectly dressed, like impeccable Finnish men sipping Smirnoff ice. That is such a precious image to me. They are my favorite people alive. Mm-hmm. They, they were traveling with us all over the place. So then we went to Boston and they're like, they had to get um, lobster. They love lobster rolls. They were just like manically eating lobster rolls at every destination. <laughs> and they are so, they're just a riot. And I just, I never, like, I love the journey of me hanging out with Finnish reporters. I love this for me, personally. <laughs> Okay, now we are officially transitioning into talking about okay, please. A- about White Claw. And because you said that, I now want to try to like hashtag bully my way into so many more things. Would you like to tell us- Our influences unmatched. I would like you to tell us a little bit about how this came to be. How did you end up getting contacted by White Claw, Miss Sarah? The oral history. <laughs> um Honestly, I'm trying to think of what the first tweet I ever tweeted about. What Should I go through my tweets right now and see like yes. the first time I tweeted White Claw? I would absolutely love you to do that. Because like everyone was doing those tweets this summer. But for whatever, whatever reason, you, your tweets, your followers are just like obsessed with it. And I love it. It's because I am in hockey media and I'm not the most boring person to ever walk the earth. I feel like that's sometimes it gets a little out of hand. Like I think 15 people a day at least, even when it was tapering off and I hadn't tweeted about White Claw in months, but they would still tweet at White Claw and they're like, hello, like get this girl sponsored. Oh my God. Let me see. Yeah. It's like, I don't think people understand how, but I see my mentions and nobody else does every single day. Mm -hmm. Okay. The first time I tweeted about it was announcing my child's gender with either a white claw or a natter day <laughs> oh that's really good Sarah. and that's where it all began i feel like we're telling yes like a, like an epic fable it all began we are. when uh, sarah made a topical joke about gender reveal parties and my next one was on the 4th of July, like the next day, um, someone had quote tweeted, had tweeted at me on, in response to that saying, it's alcoholic LaCroix, it'll be a fad for three months, then you won't hear it about again. I said, I will drink White Claw's my very last breath. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> and it's not a fad because you know what? Um, we were definitely in Kansas this weekend and we were definitely drinking White Claw. So after a summer of your, your fans harassing White Claw every day and you what did they just email you out of the blue um no they dm'd me and they said okay i'm like looking through my tweets now and i'm like (laughs) oh my god i tweeted at them saying i literally brought you into this world and i can take you out (laughs) okay but they dm'd me when i was in california it was like 
lack of sleep, that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh my God, is this real? I like read it three times. It was like, hey, I know you think we're ignoring you, but we just had to have a very special secret. Um, please DM us your availability. It was like a week before we went. Please DM us uh, the availability between these dates. And I did. Then they emailed me and I forwarded you the email. But um, they're like, you can bring one friend. I'm like, who should I bring to the White Claw party? Who is going to fully appreciate this? Who is going to just unironically go in with me and just dab at the White Claw then? And the answer is Christina. That's right. I didn't get invited to prom, obviously. This makes up for it, like, so much. Thank you for taking me to White Claw Prom. <laughs> Dude, it was literally The Bachelor. We were in a helicopter dropping. No, don't, no spoilers, no spoilers. Sorry, sorry, everyone, sorry, everyone who, like, really... follows us know that we, knew that we got into a plane. But anyway, so I think that people didn't really understand the timeline. This yeah. was all set up, like, a week in advance. I didn't even want to go. But, like, I was like, I have to get my shit together with going to the White Claw event. Oh, yeah, I kind of felt like that, too. I'm like, this is going to suck. It's going to be weird. But, like, I, I wanted to go because, like, it's always fun when we hang out. So, and, like, yeah, I don't get to I see you so that much. I was so tired, and I didn't want my bosses or anyone being like, why is she going to a Spike Seltzer event, like, during the season? But I took paid time off. Yeah, what, what did they say when you were like, hey, I got to go out of town to uh, a White Claw secret event? My editor was like, oh, brother, can't wait to hear about it. So he said something like that. Um, I took paid time off, so it's, like, weddings, funerals. White Claw event. Those are the only acceptable reasons to take off during the season. And I've never done that before, so. And, like, they didn't tell us anything. All they told us no. before. It was actually kind of frightening. And so we had boots on the ground. Like, our friend of the pod, Mallory, <laughs> was doing, like. Shout out, Mal. <laughs> yeah. She was doing, like, a lot of legwork for us just in terms of, like, where the fuck is this being held? Because we just didn't have any idea. They told us that we were going to be going to two locations. They did not tell us who else was going to be there. I was telling my mom about it, and she was like, you're about to get taken, like, the movie Taken. I was like, there's a 25% chance we die, but if she dies, she dies. Exactly. Like, I'm ready I'm ready to go. If I have to go, then it might as well be in Lawrence, Kansas, in a secluded location. But we both arrived on Friday, and as we're checking into the hotel, we have our first sort of, like, indication of how weird it's going to be, because the woman who's checking us in was like... <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I have checked it. Like, she actually said, like, what the fuck is going on? I've checked in 50 guys in polo shirts. They all look like they have trust funds. And they're like, oh, God, here we go. I turned to Sarah and I, like, do a, a small dab. <laughs> she was dabbing all weekend. I was, dab I was addicted to dabbing. But uh, I feel like that was sort of our first clue that, like, oh, this is going to get weird if it's just a bunch of dudes in, um, in polos. And also, we had separate rooms, and I was kind of bummed about that, because I was like, oh, I wanted it to be a sleepover. I know. We were so far away. You could have slept over. Next time, baby. <laughs> there will be a next time. At the Truly event. Oh, exactly. No, they. I think we, I think we might have signed a, a non-compete. We can't, we can't ever drink. <laughs> like, who knows what was actually in that contract? Like, we signed a contract with, like, White Claw. I know. I read it. Uh, I, am a, I am a lawyer, and I, I do tend to, most of the time, read what I'm signing. But not every time. So, we, I mean, we get into a room and, like, the most ridiculous things are in there. I also, I left my hat and I'm very sad about it. Oh I my left god, my... no way. Did you give your hat, did you give those guys their hats back? You know, they texted me and, they, and then I responded. They just never responded. Okay, so one of them DM'd me on Twitter and was like, did you drop our stuff off? And I'm like, I did, yeah. Sorry that someone else took it. Sorry that your friend was ralphing in front of Taco Bell. I forgot about that. He was, we will get to so that annoyed. part. <laughs> it was just there's just so much to tell and i feel like every time i tell this story i'm like i'm missing something i know so in our hotel rooms there was a what looks like a honestly like a white cloth condom but it's like you put it around your it's like a koozie but it was just very was. long and thin and i was like i don't like this it's like a sweater texture yeah and then, like, they got us, like, a white claw hat. And I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to wear this all the time. So they load us up in buses the next morning, to which Sarah was almost late for. You weren't almost late. Are you I surprised? Was... No, I was late. Between the two of us, I feel like we have, honestly, qualifying for disability level ADHD. <laughs> exactly. It's like, if I have to be somewhere that's, like, I'm going to be there at the exact time or later. Or later. <laughs> like, for me, it's like, I'll either be on time or late. I have never... Wait, so did you do sports in high school? I was a three-sport captain. Two-sport captain. Oh, my God. Queen shit. Did you have to get up early all the time? It was always after school. Oh, okay. Because, like, my activities were always... I had to be at school at 7.15. And now I think about that, and I'm like, I don't understand how I did that. 
What were your activities? I can only imagine. <laughs> I did. I did dance team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So we had to get up and practice at like seven in the morning on the football field with the band. Friday night lights. Are you popping another claw, dude? Probably. I'm sweating. It's Halloween. I'm doing something after this. Oh, where are you going? I don't know yet. Uh, wherever the wind blows. I've been having a, a weird, sad day, so we gotta go out. <laughs> That's right. We have to go back to the white claw event so you can feel better. So we are in a large van. It is 11 in the morning. There is an entirely full cooler of White Claw there for us. And I can't really think of the words to describe the people that were in the car with us. Immediately screaming. Yes. There were four girls, like woo girls, you know. Yes. Oh, girls that go woo. Yeah. They were very, very woo girls. And then there were just four older dudes who did not look jazzed to be there. And one of them was like, do you write for The Athletic? I'm like, oh, here, here we go. Yeah, I do. Wait, he did? Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning fan. And that's why we were discussing the Lightning. Oh, my God. I did not know that he knew that you wrote at the Athletic. <laughs> wow, is Sarah Stan in the wild? The brand, baby. But so, like, once we got in the van, before we had both talked about, like, maybe maybe famous people will be there. <laughs> Which now feels really stupid. It's really stupid. Why would they be there? We thought Caucasian James was going to be there. And we were both, like, a little too excited about that. And then he tweeted that day a picture of himself and a natty light seltzer. And I was like, oh, the dreams are over. But Caucasian James, if you're listening, marry me. If Caucasian James is listening to Puck Bunnies and I didn't know about it, I would be very pissed. <laughs> that signal. But anyway, can we talk about the hit and run? What's the hit and run? The hit, the van, the hit and run. Oh my god, oh my god. So much stuff happened that I forgot. No, you tell the, you tell the hit and run story. Oh my god. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't sign any contracts so, or whatever. So I'll tell Exactly. This van in front of us is like 11 in the morning. We're like crushing claws in a van. And uh, it's like literally a white van that candy would be inside. And there were, there was snacks and claws. And I would be lured inside this. It was like that mean. We literally were lured inside to an unknown location. We were, we were kidnapped. We didn't know where we were going. But uh, the van in front of us, there's, I think they were based on like what your favorite, favorite claw was. So the one in front of us, um, the driver backed, rear-ended um, the car in front of them. <laughs> no, not even kidding. Christina tweeted a picture. Well, maybe that could be like the picture of this podcast. But um, <laughs> it should be the like, and then us just like cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but they both um, got out of the car, obviously, and uh, the lady in the first car was obviously pissed and um the driver of the white claw van was like all right i'm gonna meet you at the gas station to the right go that way and then he just bends a left he literally did it somebody in the van told me that oh my god that makes all of this so much sound so much more illicit and bad yeah so we began our journey with a literal hit and run in um an unmarked white van with 50 random people we we were trying to the worst people the worst people we have ever met i'm so sorry if you're listening to this podcast and you (laughs) were also at the white claw event but they hated us too it was like the bachelor i heard them in the bathroom saying everyone's nice except those two girls (laughs) oh my god yeah so like the the bachelor The woo girls who were like in the car with us were bitching about us in the bathroom. And I was just like, I feel so good right now. This is validating every high school experience that I've ever had because now I'm the mean hot one. Mm-hmm. We felt like the mean and hot girls of the white club party. <laughs> they were all pretty hot too. And all the yeah. guys are really hot too. I'm like, what do they want us to do here? Are they trying to like uh, deform a master race of, of white claw drinkers who are all really hot and really stupid? I guess I would love that for me. It felt like a bachelor event because no one there was like a real, like had a real job or like seemed like real people. <laughs> people were there for all different kinds of reasons. Like there was one. But like, we were there for the right reasons. We were there for the right reasons, which is like <laughs> to have the best night of our lives. Everyone else was there to have to like just chill for White Claw. People were there because they had like a kickball team that they put White Claw stuff on. One guy that we talked to, he had just DM'd inspirational quotes every day to the White Claw account for like a month. He's probably listening to this. He's our friend now. Yeah, he is our friend now. I don't think he... I went to his timeline um, on Twitter and... Oh my no. Man, is he canceled? My man really likes Barstool. Uh-huh. The only friends that Sarah and I met all weekends because we were literally sitting 
off to the side for the entire time, either talking about everybody else. Sarah was reading her mentions where everyone was saying, you can never come to another Hurricanes game again because we win when you're not here. How do you feel about that, by the way? It was funny. Um, but guess what? Who scores the lacrosse goal when I'm there? Fetch. Hashtag thank you, White Claw. <laughs> Hashtag thank you, Sarah Sivia. And they, they wanted us to do every – I feel like that was an inside joke that I just kept tweeting. But they wanted us to do hashtag white, thank you, White Claw with every social media post. I, I went like two for five on that or whatever. I did it on some of them just because I thought it was funny. Yeah, I did it ironically. Yeah, because I knew that it's just like when you're on Twitter enough and you experience the highs and lows of high school football, you – realize that like everything that you do is going to piss somebody off and so it's a really good way to piss someone off to be like i'm at the white club and because of tweets but yeah so like people kept like circling up to us and then leaving whenever they figured out that like we weren't gonna vibe with them except for these two children these two like freshly graduated children they both went to kentucky and like they were they were they were sweet boys and then they were so cute i know they were really cute and then we found we found out that they were canceled back back to them later so the undisclosed location that we were taken to was the lawrence municipal airport and again like as we're pulling up to this tiny airport i don't know about you but i really felt like i was about to get like for real trafficked Oh my god, there was one funny girl in the entire van with us and she kept going, we're getting sex trafficked, we're getting sex trafficked. I'm like, we totally are. We're going to the airplane. I thought it was funny that everybody thought that uh, we were going to like LA or something because they were like, yeah, why would we ever be in Kansas? They were just joking with us, but we dead ass just ended up staying in Kansas. Also, sidebar, my plane ticket from Chicago to Kansas City was $1,000. (laughs) If they would just have given me gas money, I probably would have just done that. But I was like, all right, if you're going to pay it, like, I feel I feel like a big baller right now. But, they make uh, so much money. It's okay. Like, we need to take away from Big Claw. We spent, like, a significant portion of the event just wondering how much everything costs. Yeah, so we, we pull up to the airport. It's really tiny. And again, there's just more coolers of White Claw all around. And they, ta- they start taking people away in, like, groups of three. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Because they were like, we're going to put you in a small plane or a helicopter because we have something we want to show you. How did you feel whenever they said that? Like, what did you, what were you thinking that they wanted to show us? I don't know. I was just really enjoying the cheese spread. They had a lot of food. They like really took care of us. And um, I really appreciate that. I was just trying to flirt with that guy the whole time. I didn't really like know where, didn't think about where they were taking us. The flirting really escalated whenever he let it drop. He let it drop that he, yeah, I ride a helicopter pretty regularly to my family's house in Tahoe. And I was just like, one of us is securing the bag right now, but uh, Audrey is going to cut all of this out. She's going to be mad at me. <laughs> Don't, Audrey. Let us talk about our crush. It was very funny because one of them was very tall. One of them was very short. And I'm like, oh, something for everybody here. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected for some reason, like I wasn't surprised whenever we saw what they had to show us. I know, it was just like, okay, but like when you really think about it, what the fuck? Right, it's like one of those things that hits you later that was like, why did they do that? And how much money did it cost for them to do that? Your hair looks really good in that light. Oh, this, it's, um, I just did a blowout. Oh, really? The crop circle, this artist is here, nobody cares. So the thing they had to show us was, I mean, we've all tweeted it. It was just this giant fucking crop circle. It was like something from Alien or something from Signs. Also, I have to tell this story. The guy that was riding with us was the taller one who Sarah had been flirting with for like two hours. Uh, mostly he was flirting with her. Let's be real. Like it was it was not an equal relationship. And as we're getting into the plane, I was going to sit by Sarah in the back. And he's like, you should actually sit in the front. And I'm like, your legs are longer. And he was like, you should sit in the front. And I was like, okay, I'll sit in the mm-hmm. front next to the hot pilot um, who I did hit on for the entire flight. It's true. Only so we could do tricks, though. Yeah, exactly. I, I negged him until he uh, dove the plane for us, even though the boy that we were with expressed several times that he had an intense fear of flying. And then I grabbed his arm and I really felt like I was in the bachelor that was peak bachelor moment I'm like grabbing his arm like oh my god and I didn't even it was a reflex but then I was like ooh, unless <laughs> unless <laughs> were they good arms were they like were they, were they solid? what if we kissed on the white claw helicopter <laughs> oh. Oh, <God. laughs> I don't know he was a collegiate athlete he was really cool marry me challenge if you're listening to this hit Sarah's line 
I just remember like looking at the crop circle and then looking at the farm that they had set up for us and just having like a fully out of body experience <laughs> because I was like in the plane and for some reason I could see every choice that I had made in my life that led me to be <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> and it wasn't like a bad feeling. It was just like, this is one of the most profoundly weird things I've ever done. I'm here with my friend that I met on the computer because I decided to hyperfixate on hockey because I was sad from a breakup and oops, now I'm in Kansas. It was super weird. It was super it was, it was super, super fun weird. though. I've never been on a plane that small. So we get off the we get off our bachelor date plane and just like the bachelor, whenever you have like the big group date, you always go to another location and it's always really weird, like set up with a bunch of couches outside and like I don't know. I I'm a avid watcher of the bachelor and I've always found those setups to be strange. And Deadass, that is what it the was. farm looked like. They're using blankets. They wanted us to all have babies. They did. They really. It looked like a combination of the movie Midsummer and then also a bachelor after party. Mm-hmm. It was. I disassociated. <laughs> well, no. I think it was almost weirder than seeing the crop circle because there was just all these like white cow. Like it was a. It was a farm. It was a soybean farm that they had turned into like a playground for millennials. Literally. The dog, the farm dog was walking around. Oh my God. Remember the artisanal uh, essential oil white claw station? I'm nauseous. I think that messed me up. I think that gave me acne. Like really? toasted coconut white claw. Yeah. Ew, you put toasted. Like why not? Why was it there? I don't know. They So they had this, I mean, they had like a, a woman, a bartender giving us white claws who I like made her give me my phone or made her give me her phone. And I was like, I'm going to Venmo you $20 because I'm sure all these people suck and there's no tip thing out. So, but then they had this place where you could like mix your own artisanal white claws with essential oils and shit. And it tasted so bad. It was terrible. You can't, you couldn't even mix it. So it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was so bad. Why did that happen? I felt like I was, there's kids starving on our streets and we're mixing toasted coconut into our white claw currently. It's like one of those boomer memes. This is why they hate us. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the whole thing was like a boomer meme like that. This is why they hate right? us. It was so uncomfortable, honestly, for me because I'm like, am I the, like these people? But then we just decided we would hang out and we got val- immediate validation when the two cute boys were like, one of them was whispering to the other one very loudly so we could clearly hear it. Yeah, these are like the two normal girls. <laughs> dab. And I, oh God. You dabbed. You dabbed. I didn't hear them say that. That makes me feel really nice that we come off as normal. <laughs> When in comparison, I guess neither of us look like we're terminally online people, but I am addicted to the, my phone. But at least we've made something of it. Who's to say if it's good or bad? Anyway, I'm going to start contemplating that. I mean, really, we did mostly just hang out, you and me, and then occasionally our two teen, our two teenage charges for the entire evening. We basically just had, did a therapy session for like several hours at the White Claw events. We were discussing our childhood drama in the White Claw van. We seriously were completely silent. We were, yeah, so like we obviously took the first bus home because we were tired. And also we had to go back to Kansas City to get Sarah's... <laughs> to get Sarah's ID or her credit card that she left at the bar the night before. So we were like, all right, we're going to bounce very early from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the car was silent because everyone was drunk, except for I wasn't, I didn't really get that drunk, but like we were just loudly discussing all of our traumas. And yeah. I hoped that they had fun. Oh, they kept that we had, we took very romantic pictures in a silo together. Where, yeah, where are those going? Like, how are we going to get them? They said that they were going to email it to us. Well, they better hurry up. <laughs> I know. We have a wedding announcement to make. They were so cute, though. Like, the girls that were the um, sponsors or whatever, they were so nice, so cute. I stand them. Well, what's funny is I feel like we spent most of our time talking to either each other or, like, the people who were running the event. Because I was just fascinated about the logistics of all of it. And so they told us that the budget per person was to get them to Kansas and house them was, like, $2,500 a person. And there were 50 oh people there. Oh, my God. Yeah. They just really wanted to say thank you to us. And like you could tell because it wasn't famous people, really. They just wanted to say thank you to us. Here's the thing. I've been thinking about what they said. And I have a theory that they're trying to do like an anti-influencer campaign. Yeah. Like man of the people. Women, claw of the people. Seltzer of the people. Right. Yeah. The claws are in your hands. Wow. Hire us. I felt kind of bad because I was like working some, working them a little bit because they all live in Chicago, but they were all really nice and really cool and also seemed genuinely happy to be doing this, which was really weird. They got to drink on the job. That's true. They were all drinking on the job. And I think that they didn't have the same kind of metrics that like a lot of these events have to have to be successful. So they were, Mm -hmm. they were really relaxed. And the artist that came, I talked to him for a little bit. He's fascinating. So the guy who did the crop circle, like they didn't just get some 
some yokel to trample some soybeans. They got like a nationally or internationally renowned artist to do it. And he was, I think the funniest part of the whole thing was when he was doing his like art monologue about what he's about. Everyone was talking. I felt like I was back in high school and like people were just laughing and talking over him. Do you remember that? Yes, it was awful. That's what I said before. I'm like, this poor guy, like nobody cared about him, but you did. Also, he he got paid like a lot of money to to make a crop circle and his friends on his friend's farm. <laughs> Normal day for him. Another day at the office. It's all burned into my memory forever just because I'm like, I'm never going to do anything like this again. This is so strange. Mm -hmm. Even the guy who kept coming up to me asking to hit my jewel. Men, they disappoint. Mm -hmm. But women don't. And that's why we had a great time. By ourselves. By ourselves. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen, though. Me too. Well, we knew that. We knew that the second we got on that van. Yeah, I was like, all right, this is going to be me and Sarah vibing day. And vibed we did. Would you give me the final rose? Yes, it's between you and my lover, but yes. Okay, well, actually, you should probably give it to him because I feel like you might have more long-term potential with someone who owns a helicopter. Well, he lied about breaking up with his girlfriend. Oh, wait, we have to tell the story. Oh, my God. He had... Oh, my God. Okay, okay, you tell it, you tell it, you tell it. This is so good. I can't, I can't. Okay, so this child is talking about his past relationships, and he was like, yeah, the last girl I dated was really, really hot. She was, like, on the dance team, but we're not together anymore. And I was like, I don't know what happened. Uh, And he was like, well, you know, she was really hot, but, like, I... I would have to prepare topics to discuss with her before we would go on a date. And I was like, you would prepare topics? He was like, yeah, I would have them in my notes app on my phone. What would you do if you didn't prepare topics? Like, would you just sit there and look at each other? I'm having, like, I never shut up. We were dying. I know. We were both just like open mouth laughed at him. And then we, you know, we make him pull, tell us what his Instagram is. And the first picture is like a very hot woman. And I was like, who's this? And he's like, I don't want to talk about that right now. And then lo and behold four days later that is definitely still his girlfriend because he posted a picture from the white claw event and my voice is in it like he posted a video of the crop circle too and i'm like oh my god and um his whatever commented on it i'm like did you prepare this topic or what's the deal but um men lie at the white claw and i'm not here to make friends i'm here to win america's next top model we really were and i think we did we definitely won we, we won fun. something i lost every piece of merch except for the blanket that they also they gave us like a white claw blanket which is really cool and a brewmate i think i came away with it came away from the whole thing with an actual positive association with the i did too yeah i'm like that's really nice and I kind of feel fucked up about that a little bit. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you don't want to have like good feelings about a brand. But like, it was really nice. And I had a really good nice. time. They seem genuine. White Claw wants us to be happy. White Claw wants to give you some serotonin, Sarah. They did. And they did. And then it was depleted. They give it and take it away. So I didn't get drunk. We drank like 12 White Claws over the course of 12 hours. Like, it wasn't intense or anything. I woke up with a really bad hangover. I don't know about you. Because we did go out after, by the way. We did. And it was like, I don't know, kind of like the travel. We're waking up early. Like, we're going to bed late. It's like all that kind of stuff caught up to me. And I was just, I've never looked so bad in my life as I looked. Um, I woke up and got on that airplane and I looked worse than I've ever looked in my entire life. Yeah. I was hungover as shit. Because I was just like, I knew I was going to wake up and want to get the fuck out of Kansas. What are we doing? I was going to have existential dread. And jokes on me, I had horrible existential dread anyway, just at home. It was one of those hangovers for me where, like, you remember, oh, yeah, alcohol, a depressant. Yes. You wake up and you're like, I could die. You know you know what I mean? It's, like, very passive, very passive thoughts where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, not, not anything scary, but it's just that's what happens to me whenever I drink a lot over a long period of time is I get a slightly suicidal um, hangover. Yeah, and then that gets dangerous because it's like, I felt like I had to wean myself off the claw. Right? I think they have their claws pretty deep in us. Sorry. Whoa! <laughs> hire me white claw. Hashtag hire me white claw. That's going to be the, that's gonna be mine. I'm like, I need, I need a new job. Like, just, just hire me. Thank you, white claw. It was so much fun. Um, I did want to die after, but... <laughs> but like, the journey getting there was pretty good. That's the price you pay. It all just sort of like blends together into like a very kind of pleasantly taupe color in my mind where I was just having really nice conversations with you while just batshit stuff happened around me. It was like an episode of BoJack Horseman. I felt like we were yes. BoJack and the, the theme of BoJack Horseman, we were BoJack. Oh my god. That we was were. my weekend. <laughs>
We literally were. It was just a very surreal. That's the only way you describe it. It was like a really surreal experience. And like, I know that nothing like that will ever happen to me again. Exactly. I don't even know if I want anything like that to happen to me again. I kind of, kind of. Kombucha girl. No. Yeah. If any other, if any other like uh, seltzer brands would like to take us on an all expenses paid trip to a random Midwestern state, I am open to inquiries. I just prefer you do it on the off season. Right. That was the thing. I knew I would get back, and it's like, oh my god, I've been having such anxiety about my career lately, just because I want to do so well. I have to take the next step, and I just want it, but. I don't know. I just need to like put it together in my brain. And like when I relax is when I'm doing the best stories. I really needed that Svetch goal because that I was like running around and um one of the Kane's marketing guys is like, what are you, are you okay? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm just writing the Svetch story. And he's like, oh my God, okay. It was just something about- like, I'm vibing, please leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm about to write my story. And if I like did numbers and I'm like, all right, that's what I needed. Now I just need to like build off this moment. I'm literally talking hockey cliches, but it's, I needed that one story I was passionate to write again. Like mm -hmm. this happens in a career with beat writing. It's so every single day, it's like this thing, that thing. You just need something like that every once in a while to be like, oh my, I can feed off this for the next two months. Exactly. Because something exciting isn't going to happen every game. Sometimes you're just going to lose and it's going to be boring and you're going to win and it's going to be boring and mm -hmm. you're going to ask people for quotes and they're going to be boring. So mm -hmm. it's really exciting whenever you have a player that goes sicko mode. And it's Andre. I know, it's Andre. I didn't see the goal until this afternoon. I was I didn't really understand what, like, what a lacrosse goal was because I'm from Texas and I don't believe in lacrosse. Um, Cancelled. My dad played. He's from upstate New York, but I don't, I don't really understand it. But watching him do that, I was like, how do you... Was that accidental? And then I read your story and I know that he practices that every day. He loves it. He just loves it. Lucas Walmart tried to practice it today and Rod Brindamore started laughing at him. He's like, nope, we're not all going to do this anymore. But Lucas Walmart is my, like, every year I have one guy that's, I don't, I don't know if I had one last year at all, actually, but um, Jake Jabreski in Boston and I think Lucas Walmart's my guy here in Carolina. Just like, I love his game, but mm -hmm. he's not going to do the lacrosse goal. <laughs> Yeah, it seems I love that he did it. It seems like a lot of work to go for a little drink of water. I hope that he just does one every game. I think that would be really fun for him. Yeah. It was beautiful though. The first one in NHL history. How did he react to that? Like would he freak out in the locker room after or is it just another day at the office? He's so humble. Like I don't I can't really just I know, I know. You have to watch the interview. What did I say? I'm like, what are people saying on the bench? He's like, everyone's just so happy we won because we won. And he scored the game winner three minutes later. And just to see him, like he just loves hockey. Mm -hmm. Just to see that him grow into stardom in front of my eyes makes me like lucky to cover it, the team. Exactly. And I feel like weirdly tender to him, even though like I'm not, I, I watch a fair amount of Hurricanes games just because of you and they're a fun team to watch. But that was the first playoff hockey game that I've ever went to. And like the whole experience was so amazing. And then, you know, I saw him get really hurt. Yeah, that was scary. It was the scariest sports moment that I've ever seen. And so like, because of that, I feel like I care a lot about him now and I like want him to be okay. And so to see him do something like that, I was like, there's, there's my baby. There he goes. All right. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share about brands or lacrosse or your life? Just anything, anything you want the people to hear? No, that like my one brain cell still has not recovered from White Claw Weekend. So I'm like, I hope that you get it back. You probably left it at the bar where we played darts with the grossest looking people I've ever seen. I was scared. I was like, we have to go. We did leave. Also, I got a bullseye at the bar. That's that's the story that I wanted to tell before we get off. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming back on. We love it when our roving correspondent can touch base with us. Oh my God, I love it too. Back at the HQ, Puck Bunny's HQ. So obviously follow Sarah Sivian on Twitter. What's your ad again? Sarah Sivian, no H. And please subscribe to The Athletic. I guess, can you? Can they do that if they just, how does it get to you? If you click on one of my articles and like, then it's like, blah, 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 to subscribe, then I get a point. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, Puck Bunny's Hive, is we're going to run a scam. Well, we're going to have a <laughs> bot just generate a ton of points for Sarah because by the end of that, she should be the EIC of, <laughs> of The Athletic. That's how it works. That is how it works. Whoever gets the most subscribers is the king. <laughs> That's Mike Russo. Even the Puck Bunny's uh, Hive couldn't save me. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming. And good night, good luck, and don't get in too much trouble in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you so much for coming to the White Claw event with me. I would not have gone if you wouldn't come with me. You know, I, it would have been so weird if you had went alone. 
I would never do that. It's really good to like find people who are willing to ride or die for like weird shit like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's hard to find those people it's just because people are busy. And as the older we get and the farther off that we get from college, no one wants to do wild ass shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I love to I do still wild do. ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, time, one time, one of my friends um, from, I've been best friends with her since we lived next door when we were four. And um, we were at the bar in Boston like two years ago when I moved back home. And she was like, you know what, Sarah? I'm like, what? She's like, you're a down ass bitch. I was like, yeah, I totally am. I've never heard that term before, but I think I identify. That's what we were. We identify as down ass bitches. Audrey is a down ass bitch in training. She's like a former down ass bitch. And now she's getting back down with it. And honestly, it's a beautiful journey. And I'm glad that I am forcing her on it. (laughs) Thank you again so much for coming on. Uh, And thank you guys for listening and following us along on our journey. Uh, As you know, you can follow us on Twitter at at putfunnies underscore pod. And if you want to throw some money to continue to fund Audrey's move... Uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. I'm Christina. Audrey is packing or I think setting up a bed with her dad right now. That's Sarah. Thanks for listening. Oh, I just did a little wavy thing. You can't see me, but I can see you. <laughs>